After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Fine. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials. We're going to be talking about the good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Let me try. I speak turtle. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. Do you speak turtle? Uh, yeah, I speak turtle. Do you? Not sp- fluently. I, do, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't raised in an immersive environment. Right. Do you speak Muppets, I guess, is a more relevant question. Yes. Well, hopefully I do speak Muppet because the Muppets will sell anything. That's right. It seems, this is what we're talking about on the show today, by the way. We're for promoting our content now. Um, it seems like we <laughs> have just seen. Stop with the sexy talk. <laughs> so many Muppet commercials. Is it just, I mean. Muppets right now are advertising for Facebook, right? For Facebook portal. That's right. And so I think they're flooding the zone with that. But am I also seeing Muppets in other product commercials right now? You're seeing Sesame Street. Okay, yeah. Sesame Streeters. Right. And those are Muppets. They're Muppets. Right. So that's why we're doing the show today. Yeah, they're just everywhere. But, you know, this is not the first time the Muppets have been trotted out in service of uh, marketing a product. They've actually been doing they've been doing marketing for years. We've talked about some of them in previous shows. Cigarettes, famously, right? What? Fozzie Bear <laughs> used to advertise for Pall Mall cigarettes. I'm just making shit up. I'm sorry. I'm really exhausted. Okay. Buckle up. All right. Sorry to interrupt with a bad joke. All right. Yeah. So we will be looking at Muppet commercials uh, from... Uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. <laughs> uh, plus, everybody's talking about a commercial in the news. Yes, there's this been is... a big commercial in the news. Can you guess? I'm going to give the listeners a second. Can you guess what it is? It involves a kiss. Yes, every kiss begins with uh, bigotry. Bigotry <laughs> with right wing moms. That's right. Um, and I don't even know about this. Uh, what is this Peloton thing? Do you want? Oh, to tease Peloton us? is the gift. Pel- you know the name of that commercial. The 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 infamous Peloton commercial is the gift that gives back. Yeah. And while that's debatable, I would say that the commercial is definitely the gift that does not stop giving we because have... the news continues. Really, I don't know what that is. The reaction continues. That's not yeah. the gin one, is it? No, we can talk about the uh, the Ryan Reynolds gin ad, although I don't really care about yeah, it that much, but there was either. a really funny breakdown of why this commercial is so broken on um, Twitter, and we can talk about oh, that. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, I'm excited. Thanks for putting the show together today. Let's uh, get into this. <laughs> Phenomena. This is why Phenomena. you're more interesting than me, Beeves. Phenomena. If I were picking the music for today's show, I would just See, gone with the Muppet Show theme. Couple, couple reasons I didn't. One, we're going to hear the Muppet Show theme here in a minute, so it felt uh, redundant. But secondly, there's something about the Phenomena sound mm-hmm. song that just for me... Uh, I was a big fan of the Muppet Show, uh, and and you know I it, it hits all those nostalgia buttons for me. But something about this Manamana uh, little tune just really evokes the Muppet Show for me. Yeah, this I don't is even from know when very, it, when it was used in the show exactly. I was doing a little bit of looking at this today, almost accidentally, and it originally appeared in 1969 in a Sesame Street episode. Oh. But that's not the most famous one. This one appeared, I believe, in the very first episode of The Muppet Show, um, and it was the first Muppet Show musical or music number. Oh, how great. Well, then it's very appropriate. According to one blog I was reading, one thing I couldn't find out from that blog is what is the name of that guy who's doing the Menomena? Like Harry Jazzman? Harry Jazzman. I don't know. I I should say I was a big fan of The Muppet Show, but I was really young when it was mm-hmm. uh, when it was coming out. So I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of anybody outside of the main cast of characters. You know, like my my knowledge. I know Statler and War- Waldorf, and that's about as deep as my knowledge goes. Mm-hmm. Like beyond below that layer of tertiary character, I'm not going to have some kind of like you know deep knowledge of like the third string person in the band who like stood behind Janice you know 
there was a like a frog and a pig. There was a frog and a pig. I know a lot that. of people. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of people get that. They have mixed something. Up. They have something going on. <laughs> Famously, yeah. So they're in this first commercial, and so let's start with this. You, if you've been watching any TV, you've probably seen these um, Facebook portal. That's the device that is kind of like a FaceTime device. Yes, right? and one of the things I wanted to tell you about these ads that I love so much is portal is, um, I don't know if it's the only device that does this, but it's one of those devices that follows you around <laughs> yeah. the room. Which Famously, you, which it's the one that I got mad at the commercial. Yes, which you famously thought couldn't possibly be. I was what, like, this directing is terrible. That wouldn't be the angle. And at one point, these Muppets like go to great lengths to explain to the viewer, like, the thing has a camera and it's following <laughs> us around the room. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. I wonder if they listen like to this show. specifically aimed at Andrew. It's like they turned to camera and said, hey, Andrew. Andrew. Hey, Boomer. Um, <laughs> I, we don't even have that excuse. What is so? What is this one? Remind me what this first one is. Well, this is just um, Kermit. Uh, he's the frog. Uh, oh, okay. The kind of the premise for the for the series that they're doing around Portal, and there's quite a few of them uh, with different characters having interactions with each other so that they can't be together for the holidays. Mm-hmm. So Kermit gifts all of the his Muppet friends portals and then the rest of the campaign is them uh, interacting singly and in groups uh be since you know since they since they can't be together they can feel like they're together do you think that some of the other muppets resent that like it's kind of like a like is he the boss like deep pocket uh kermit over here oh yeah he's pulling down the biggest salary he can just buy us all portals yeah you know i don't know They've like never... russell wilson buying the rest of the team cars yeah i don't know i mean would you be mad at russell wilson if you're you know if you're uh pick a seahawk that's not russell wilson tyler if, you're, lockett. if you're tyler lockett and 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 russell gives you a car i mean are you mad about that no, probably not. I mean, Russell's acknowledged as the leader. I think Kermit is acknowledged as the leader. I should have picked a defensive player. Maybe the dynamic there would be right. Different. Or like, but, what about Hollister? Like, he's young. Yeah, no, Hollister would be into it. Right. I feel like I've gotten a slightly off track. Maybe. <laughs> okay. So, do I have to set this up? And also, we have Kermit. He's talking to. It looks like in this first frame, unless I'm this mistaken. This is not the beginning. Oh, that's not the beginning. I, okay. I believe it opens with. I think it's Rolf. It might. Rolf. It might be Fozzie. One of them gets a knock on the door and on his porch is a box that says from Kermit. Okay. It's time to play the music. No. It's time to light the lights. Piggy's in Paris. It's time to meet the Muppets. Gonzo. Does Gonzo live in a trailer? I think so. Ah. Wow. So Fozzie opens a portal. Everybody's getting their portals. I sent everyone a portal so we can be together no matter where we are. We get it, Kermy. And we're video calling? We're video calling! It's going where you go! Wow, I think he's got like a smart camera. Does this fruit hat make my nose look big? Yes, it does. Sweet. How's Chicago? I'm great city, but the winners are unbearable. It's good to see you. You too, Kenny. You too. I love it. I don't. I don't. It. I love it. I don't care. It's pretty cute. Cu- it's pretty cute. It's right? great. It chokes me up. There's something inherently about. It's so funny. I was talking about. I. I gotta say. I don't know if I owe the listeners an apology. I was thinking about my grumpy ass take on that ET commercial last week. I don't know why I was so negative about it. I, I had hadn't. A, I seen felt it a little before. grumpy about it too. Yeah, and I also think I was in a mood. Um, but this, it's trying to do all the same shit, yeah. yet it's getting me right in the feel hole. It's getting me in the feel holes. I I, I have multiple feel holes. It's a, just genetic. Um, but I don't know why this works for me. Um, and, the, and the ET one didn't. And it's really not doing anything different. It's showing the functionality. They're using the product. I think there's something I think what I could not get past with the ET thing seriously and I know this is so pedantic was like trying to show an, an alien that can do interstellar travel the internet the internet yeah <laughs> and that was the only thing they really added to the story aside from that it was just recreating a bunch of scenes yeah so and it also just it did feel a little pandering whereas this is this is the vibe of the Muppets. This is how the Muppets yeah. interact with each other. There's it no feels particu- real. It feels real. There's no particularly awesome jokes. It's yeah. not an especially brilliantly written commercial. 
but they're these familiar charming little figures that just take you back yeah and, and they, by the way they bring like, in a I'm lot sure... of people we see beaker in here of course animal you got the the eagle news reporter i can't remember sam. his name sam i should have done more research before i uh opened up my mouth um but uh i don't know it's just like it really does the job of like making you feel like they the gang's all back together yeah and of course every muppet movie is sort of fundamentally about getting the gang back together. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, I had forgotten about the great Muppet caper. Yeah. I only remembered that because I was at a thrift store the other day and I found an old great Muppet caper glass that I used to have as a kid. It had a pretty intricate drawing. It was one of those like McDonald's juice glasses or milk glasses. And seeing that thing again, maybe I've, maybe I even mentioned that on this show, it really took me back because it was just like kind of a very detailed drawing that I remember being sucked into as a kid. And I was like... Oh, yeah, this is from the Muppet movie. And then I look closer. I'm like, no, it's the great Muppet caper. I forgot. Because there's also Muppets Take Manhattan. Sure. I forgot that there were three main ones when we were growing up. I thought there were only two. Yeah, and no, I think the, it's the the Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. The Muppets Take Manhattan. And then the great Muppet caper. I, you know, I couldn't swear to the order of them. And then there have been some since then, of course, that, you know, we were adults when they came yeah, out. Yeah, And I haven't gone back and seen those, but... I don't know. I also think that there's something just thinking about the Muppets seems um, makes me think of the holidays. And I know that there isn't an inherent connection there, but like I am in the mood right now yes. in late December to sit down and watch the Great Muppet Caper. Yeah, there it does have a a, a home for the holidays uh, movie watching feel to it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so should that's the thing about the Muppets too. Like you don't need me to like talk on this show about why the Muppets are special, but like... Well, um, I mean, that's pretty much how we're planning to fill this hour, so... <laughs> so do it. Uh, like, the Menomina song, like, knowing that that's from the earliest days of the Muppet show, and you're just like, this started so counterculture. And yeah. even, like, even, like, edgy for its time, you know? And I know that that's not that the first... That it was children's program. Yeah, and I know it's not the first children's show to do that. You had the, whatever, the drug of guys. <laughs> Uh, HR, it's called HR Puff and stuff, but right, I right. but I take your meaning. You did that was the that was the Mister Show version, right? Yeah, Drugachusets. Um So obviously, you know, people who grew up in the '60s and '70s, they're familiar with the, this trippy children's programming that pushed the boundaries. So that's kind of an obvious thing to say. But I think I was really struck watching that Menomina song today and just thinking about like, man. Uh, Imagine watching this with no context for when you're turning on the first episode of a brand new TV show yeah, that it's was a aired trippy. in prime time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, there's one more of these portals uh, commercials we want to play, right? Yeah. Um, and this is just, it's again, this is kind of going to be a nostalgia fest. So if that's not your bag, I don't know, uh, go listen to an earlier Go re-listen to an earlier episode. Yeah. Jerk. Yeah, jerk. <laughs> so do we have to set this up? Are they just all singing in this one? Um. They're all together except that Kermit is trapped in L.A. because of a snowstorm. Oh yeah, of course I've seen this. Why is why L.A. Do you think? Like why pick why pick L.A. where you would never have a snowstorm? I kept sort of waiting for there to be a punchline. Me like, too. Like he wasn't really there wasn't really a snowstorm. Like he would like pull up the screen behind him and it would be sunny out. Yeah. Or he would really be in. Antarctica, or you know, I thought there was going to be sort of like a, a turn. Yeah, and there wasn't. It's and just I think it's confusing. I think it's just silliness. Like yeah. only Kermit could get stuck in L.A. in a snowstorm. I'm writing this. I put him in London. What's the, why? Because Kermit on in Sesame Street, and this is the same character, would be that reporter in London, right? He'd wear a trench coat, oh, and it was always yeah. foggy. That does ring a faint bell. He'd be you're stuck right. in London. I think it was London. I mean, he definitely was a reporter, but I don't know why I'm always thinking London. But I don't know. Maybe that only happened Maybe in just one episode. Or, I don't know. I'm sticking with it. Anyway, so, all right, let's take a listen to this. You did not. Yes, I did. So they're just having a big party. Hey, Portal, answer. Oh, hi, guys. I sure do miss you, but, you know, snowed in in L.A. What are the odds? Yeah, that's life for you. Sometimes we're together, and sometimes we're apart. Oh, you know what? Gee, guys, I really don't think a I want to do a... Why are there so many songs about rain? I love that. So Kermie's kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to sing. And they just boom. boom. Very He's Hollywood. On. Yeah. Very Jenna Maroney. I also just... I woke up singing this song today. Uh, I woke up singing um, that Santeria song. 
for no reason. Remember I woke up and I said that song, like, was, ugh, I don't know why I'm talking over this. <laughs> if you can't be there, feel there, it says. Do you think, do you like that tagline? Yeah. Yeah, That's definitely. I, I like everything. These are just pushing the right buttons for me. So there's a whole slew of them yeah. um, with little uh, little inner little sort of skits. You know, you have uh, Waldorf and Statler uh, talking to Kermit and his little nephew. Ro- is it Robin? Is his nephew? That rings a bell. Um, so little just little sketches with all of them. And I mean, you know, we, we aren't going to play them all here, but they're worth checking out or, or watching for. That one you see prominently, the Muppet, uh, the little green Muppet with no eyes but wearing glasses. You don't remember his name, do you? I'm putting you on the spot I here. I don't. I'm sorry. Here it is. Uh, Brunson Honeydew. Oh, Bunsen oh, Honeydew. Bunsen Honeydew because he's a scientist. Oh, yeah, because he's the boss and usually I think like serial abuser of Beaker. <laughs> of Beaker, but in this commercial he's not in his, uh, in his um, lab coat, so I didn't quite put... It together. This does raise an important question that I don't know how long it's going to take us to answer, but which Muppet are you and which Muppet am I? You know, it's a hard question. There, You, of course, know the theory of order Muppets and chaos yeah, Muppets. Yeah, I feel like I definitely got to be an order Muppet. You're obviously an order Muppet. I'm obviously a chaos Muppet. Definitely. Um, I think, and so you, so you sort of have to, you have to start by bifurcating, like right. every Muppet fall. Every Muppet is like, you know, Piggy is a chaos Muppet. Mm-hmm. Kermit is an order Muppet. Right. Um, Bunsen and Honeydew probably an order Muppet. Order Muppet. Beaker chaos, chaos Muppet. Muppet. Exactly. A lot of the partnerships are yeah. are split. That's like where that. the magic is. Yeah. Exactly. Look, it's, in, it's, look at us. Exactly. It's 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 order trying it's trying to impose order on chaos and chaos disrupting order. Right. That's, that's comedy. Now that's a formula for comedy. For some reason, I don't love this, but I kind of wonder if I'm Fozzie. Except Fozzie's kind of a chaos. He's Muppet. a chaos Muppet. You're not Fozzie. Yeah. There's no way. So who am I? I, I don't know. Who are you? I think there. I think that's. This is an answer that can we, only be determined think, with an internet quiz. You don't think that we can? Um, <laughs> I can't just figure it out. I told you I couldn't even identify more than like ten Muppets. I think I'm the orange guy with the little tassel of red hair. He's just a you're, quiet nerd, right? You're Scooter. Actually, that is right. You am are. Am I Scooter? scooter? Yeah. I don't need this damn quiz. You're Scooter. You might be Piggy. I'm big uh, argu- personality. Arguably, I'm Piggy. Yeah. Big personality. Big heart. Bombastic, a little bombastic, smart, brassy, brassy. Yeah, you happy with that? I kind of, I kind of don't want to be piggy because it feels like so basic. Mm. But uh, she's a good character, though. They're a little sh- not that I have to be a female Muppet, but it's like there aren't a ton of female Muppets. That's true. It's a little too, gender. Yeah. Uh, it's not super gender diverse. You know who I want to be is I want to be the purple jazz man with the mustache and I, the sideburns who's th- probably shooting heroin. <laughs> I'm just saying. I could see myself as Gonzo. Yeah, I could see you as a Gonzo. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Okay. So um, now there's a Capital One commercial. This is relatively recent, right? T- 2015, It's it a little like. old. Yeah. Okay. I mean, now we're going back in time. This is a Capital One commercial that is really star-studded. You've got uh, sitting on the couch watching, um, I assume basketball. Uh, you've got Charles Barkley, oh, Samuel L. Jackson, and Spike Lee. The the gang. They did a bunch of commercials right, together. For Capital God, One. Capital One. Good on you for getting these guys together. Yes, they got three, you know, superstars of their respective. Uh, genres together for a series of commercials. They have great chemistry yep, in these ads. Great chemistry. And then the, the doorbell rings and uh, they go to answer it and it's Kermit. They're going to lose this challenge. Oh, Kermit, I think they're watching football. Man. You ready to fan out? Yeah, I can't watch the game. What happened? She happened. Oh, cut the chit chat, Frog. We got a show to do. Okay, so. Kermie's at the doorstep, but Piggy is in a, kind of a fancy SUV, and it sounds like she wants to, I guess, put on a show. Yeah, I guess they're going to do a show. Yeah, all right. Fan out? Yeah, I can't watch the game. What happened? She happened. Oh, cut the chit-chat, Frog! We got a show to do! Stay ain't so, my little green bro. Well, it's so. I gotta go. Sometimes you bring home the bacon. Sometimes the bacon brings you home. Too <laughs> true. Watch it, Chucky! Uh, see you, Kermie. Two fingers. Yeah. Back at you, bros. <laughs> I, I always heard she was a ham. <laughs> I want I want I want the trio to become uh quadro. 
Yes, think, think about how sad you would be if you were invited to hang out with Charles Barkley, Samuel L. Jackson, and Spike Lee to watch the football game, and your girlfriend wouldn't let you. Yeah. would be so mad. Yeah. I'd have to make but a decision. But that's why he's an, the ultimate order Muppet, but because he's also, he just but he's also knuckles a under. beta. I mean, that's yeah. different than just being an order Muppet. That's you can true. be an order and an alpha. True, absolutely. And also, I mean... Is she his girlfriend, or is she just a woman imposing her will on him? I think they are, for the most part, although they're in the saga of the Muppets, they there have been, you know, sort of like Superman, like sometimes they're broken up, sometimes mm-hmm. they're not or whatever, but like more or less they are considered to be a famous couple. I don't even want to say this because these are all giving me such a good feeling, but you know it was kind of a moonlighting situation, right? <laughs> Muppy and Kermit really hated each other on set. It was Aww. really ugly. Yeah, no, they just put on the chemistry for the for the cameras. I love that. But you just commercial. reminded me a sad thing about Moonlight. <laughs> Somebody just reminded me of that the other day, which is why I was on my mind. You know why that was on my mind? Can I tell you a quick quick aside? Sure. The reason Moonlighting came up and the, that bad chemistry between those two people. Well, they had great chemistry, right? Good chemistry, screen. right? Okay, yeah. the, but but the bad uh, feelings between them was I always have talking a, about, of course, Sybil Shepherd and Bruce Willis. Thank you. I always have this go-to kind of joke on TBTL and in life. Uh, if you're talking about watching something that is vaguely like kind of uh, soft core television-y, I'll always mention Silk Stockings, which was a TV show, a noir-esque, very sultry TV show that was on in the 90s that I didn't really watch, but I would see the, you know, commercials for it, I would see the intro, and it was like, so, I was just like, you knew it was basic cable, but if it was on, you'd land on it, because you'd be like, they're they're gonna show a boob eventually, they have to, somehow something is gonna slip through, right? And so, like, I just, like, I just remember... Maybe this week. Maybe this week. Like, you know, I'm 13 years old and just like so aware of silk stockings. But so I always just say it as a punchline. And then I got an impassioned email from a from a listener who's kind of like, Silk Stockings was a good show. She's like, I'm getting my she actually even texted her ex-husband and sent in his text response. Maybe TVTL will bring people together through Silk Stockings. And they were both like, yeah, the chemistry between the two leads on that show was real, like both in on camera and off. Uh-huh. And apparently that's what made that show, according to these listeners, potentially even better than Moonlighting. Wow. Well, uh, maybe we should give it a watch. Maybe. You want to watch some silk stockings with me after the great Muppet caper? Yeah, what sure. What order do we do that in? Yeah, it's going to be a weird holiday. <laughs> it's Merry Christmas, everyone. I am getting us so off course. I apologize. I'm going to be more disciplined. Lipton iced tea, yeah, 2014. Yeah, this, this goes back even a little further to 2014. Um, you were at a garden party, and we've just basically got like all the main Muppets, you know, Piggy, Gonzo, Fozzie, Animal... Uh, you know, your 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 usual suspects. Mm-hmm. They're sitting around and Piggy's about to serve them uh some iced tea to go with their meal. It's the top of the call sheet, basically. It's the top the, of the call yeah. sheet, exactly. <laughs> My pasta is served. Oh, wow. So good. <laughs> what what no flavor. <laughs> okay, so Animal just took a sip of water and sneezed. He spit it out and said no flavor. Oh, I see. He spit it out, but he spit and it out all over her pasta. This is confusing because I guess it was just water. But yeah, like he's mad that the water doesn't have enough flavor. I think animals are a little soft in the brain. <laughs> My pasta is served. Oh. so good. <laughs> what? What? No flavor. When it's time to eat together. Do everyone a favor. Serve a drink that has real flavor. Lipton Fresh Brewed Iced Tea is the naturally refreshing way to enjoy your meals. It's the flavor we all savor. Does any food a favor gotta be? Martin Lipton, be more tea. Muppets Most Wanted. On Blue First of all... Oh, it's a tie-in for Muppets yeah, Most Wanted. Yeah, there's a bunch of these. Okay. Around this time uh, in 2014, there are a bunch of Muppet ads. We won't go through all of them, but... A lot of them will have a little tie-in afterwards about that movie. Ah, okay. That Uh, makes more sense because there's not a lot going on there. That seems to me just like branding. Yeah, and it's also very weird to me that tea is just like taking a shit on water. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, they're right. really different. Yes, of course. That's the whole point. And uh, Piggy, we should say, is very angry about the spitting on her pasta. It's, it's like beer being mad about ice cream. Like, they're just sort of different. I mean, I guess they're both liquids, but they're sort of very, you know, they sort of serve different purposes. I mean, it is interesting that the uh, the tea makers see tea as a water enhancement yeah. device. Which, which I, I guess mean, it is. kind I mean, of make the argument in, for In a way, almost every liquid is yeah. water <laughs> Um Okay, and now we have this pistachios commercial with Miss Piggy. Looks like this is 2014, too. Yeah, so she's seated, seated on a, um, a very elegant, glamorous, uh, like, chaise uh, sort of couch that is made in the pistachio green. There's a framed picture of Kermit right mm-hmm, next to her. Mm-hmm. He happens to also be pistachio green. Uh, and she's, uh, she's eating her pistachios. He loves me. He loves me not. Mm. More pistachios. Miss Piggy does it like a diva. Wonderful pistachios. Now. Get cracking. Great, great campaign. Don't you think, generally speaking, like, yeah. this is a good one to slot in there, but, like, the pistachio campaign... It works for anything. It lets everybody slot it in. The only complaint I have with it is, isn't it a direct ripoff of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Didn't they have a huge campaign in the 90s that was like, <laughs> Dracula does it with fangs, and you see the two holes in it? Uh, yes, it is. Why are you laughing? Because there's a Rick and Morty bit. Oh, okay. I where, can tell you were somewhere else for a moment. Where uh, where Jerry uh, comes up with what he thinks. He's living in a simulation, but it, which isn't super relevant. But he comes up with what he believes is a brilliant campaign for apples, which is just like got apples okay. or something like that. Uh-huh. And it's a direct ripoff of got milk. Uh-huh. And he keeps trying to talk himself throughout the episode into like well i'm not just plagiarizing cup milk <laughs> but so yes i agree like i think that's the same basic well as the old reese's campaign yeah i'm trying to see here can i even like play the um well here's the dracula one i just searched for this because it was the first one i could oh, think of i like to eat the peanut butter first <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. And they still have that tagline, right? There's no wrong way to eat it. No. I think that's old. <sighs> you know now they have sorry, now. not sorry, which we don't care so for. Much. I yeah, hate sorry, it. Will Arnett. I, I hate... Sorry, not sorry, Will Arnett. Oh, I hate that phrase. I hate that commercial. I hate Will Arnett's tone in it. Um, all right. And then, oh, yeah. And these farmers insurance commercials are airing now, right? Yes. I've been seeing these. These, of course, are the... Um, the Muppet, I would say slightly Muppet adjacent. Of course, they're, you know, Henson creation, uh, Sesame Street. But Sesame Street is owned by HBO, if I'm not mistaken. You know, that's a good point. They're definitely producing it. I don't know if that means they own it. I don't I'm not sure. I don't really understand how it works. But yeah. um, Farmers Insurance basically sort of partnered up with, uh, with Sesame Street, and they have a whole website about it. Um, and it's sort of ridiculous. Like, I put a quote in here from their uh, press release about it. Um, for over 90 years, education has been a key component of farmers' efforts to help make a positive impact in our communities. The opportunity to work with one of the most engaging and educational programs, Sesame Street, and its cherished characters to help people learn a thing or two from Professor Burke was a natural fit for farmers, said Lisa Eichberger, head of brand marketing at Farmers Insurance. You gotta, you just gotta, that's part of the thing. You just gotta write that shit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just glad I don't have to write that shit. Well, I mean, you know, I've had to write stuff like that yeah. before, and I'm sure I will again. And and sometimes you just have to, you know, you have to have a quote like that 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 explains why you're partnering up with somebody or mm-hmm. why why it's not just a you know a mutually financially advantageous thing, but it's like you know, oh, our missions are aligned, yada yada yada. Right, right. I'm trying. I'm, as you talk, I'm trying to look up. Uh, Sesame Street ownership, but it's really not the most important or interesting part of this conversation. So let's listen to some commercials. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Farmers has actually only made three ads with Sesame Street. Um, and this is, I don't think these work very well, I'll be honest with you. The Muppets work a lot better for me just as sort of brand ambassadors. The Sesame Street characters, uh, I think they struggle a little bit to do it. I do love that Bert in this is dressed like the J.K. Simmons character, which I really appreciate. Yeah, Um, but it's also never really addressed or explained. 
So what they do after this first one where they sort of introduce that they are working with Sesame Street now, they have they go back to their formula, which is like this crazy thing happened and it's in our museum the of hall insurance, of, the Hall of Claims. Yeah. But instead of having it be like a little skit with actors and, you know, doing the thing, they have the they have Muppets play the characters and do the thing that creates okay. the insurance claim. Yeah. So it's confl- it's sort of in the same way that this is a problem with insurance campaigns there's they have they have to do so many commercials and they get sort of stuck in a in an idea but then they the their i feel like their the idea doesn't have enough legs to to take it into like another iteration and i think that they are struggling here to to integrate the sesame street ethos and and uh sort of you know, universe. look and feel yeah. and universe with their look and feel and universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Do you remember, I was pretty down on the Hall of Claims commercials to begin with, in the, talking years ago. Part of that was because I think I heard a lot of them on the radio before I saw them, and I felt like it was kind yeah. of a, a tough fit there. Um, and they just seemed overly complicated to me. But then as time went on, it's interesting how a campaign can kind of beat you down. But I, I think that even... Or win you over. Or win you over. But they really have to hammer home the idea of the concept. I think that those um, uh, commercials for Oculus, also a Facebook company, I think, right? Is that right? I think maybe. Um, But uh, that are directed and starring Eric Wareheim. We thought that those were weird and didn't make any sense until we kind of took a moment, listened to them in the clear, and we realized the concept is, oh, he's playing reality. And now that we know that, so far I haven't seen a commercial that's totally won me over in that campaign, but I'm liking them a little bit more because I get the concept. And I feel like if you're going to be a company that's going to start something like this, you have to just say we're doubling down on this for X number of right. spots. We got to keep it running. We got to get. We got to force our way yeah. in with this narrative until people get it. Now, to go back to the Sesame that's, Street that's commercial, really they're adding another layer to this already somewhat complicated idea of a museum of claims. Yeah, I mean, that the idea that you have to tell them and tell them and tell them is just sort of communications 101, so mm-hmm. I get it, and I think that's true. Um, but I think... I, I feel like they would have been better off, honestly, even if they kept J.K. Simmons in there somehow. I think they would have been better off having a different concept for these Sesame Street. Mm. Like, you know what? Here's an idea. Let me doctor doctor this for you. Oh, man. You don't say that when I'm not ready with my doctor doctor song. You have a location. Sesame Street is a place. Mm-hmm. It's a city block with lots of stuff like... That you you can depart from your oh we really took care of this you know claim idea, and go to Sesame Street have J K Simmons be on Sesame Street, and have you know uh, something happen with Oscar the Grouch that requires a claim you know like make up a make up make it yeah, silly yeah these make will it, be fake they they, they claim that the fake. other ones are real but yeah. I think for this you can make something up make them silly and fake you know and like. That's an amazing idea. Why would you not have all of these? Even if you, even if the characters start off in the Hall of Claims, of course, Do flash to Sesame Street. Have Oscar fall over in his garbage can. Yeah. Yes. How are they not doing that? I don't know. That's a free one, farmers. Hurrah! <laughs> that was great timing. Okay. Um, do you know that that is no longer on the internet? I do. We are the sole. I say it every time. Uh, we are the sole pirates, pr- pirates of, of it. I think. Uh, I think uh, saviors. Here's one other idea. It's not as good as yours, but also you could have done the commercials and gotten rid of J.K. Simmons and just had Bert exactly. Do the I think Simmons that's a, another great idea. Yeah. Have him do the line. Combine those two ideas, actually. Yeah, yeah. Have Bert have say, him, we, we know yeah. a thing or two because we've seen yeah. a thing or two. Wow. Okay, here we go. So let's take a... Let's take At a Farmers list. Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Even a... Lost rubber ducky? You mean this one? <gasps> rubber ducky! What about the broken cookie jar? Again, cookie? Yeah, me bad. <laughs> Monsters having accidents. I am okay, by the way. Depends. Did you <laughs> cause the accident? Cause an accident? Maybe. How do you know all this stuff? Just comes with experience. Yeah. Yep. 
We are okay. I don't. I don't mind that one. The, the before well, they get into the before they get yeah. into the sketches, I think they're okay. I think that one was fine. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like you know, it was just a little s- scene setter. Yeah, no Big Bird though. Um, yeah, I mean, Big Bird might be tough in a sense of a scale. Yeah, to I do guess in because so. I mean, the, the whole sort of room is built to it's scaled to the small puppets. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, watch this first like scenario commercial. At Farmers Insurance, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Even an accident brought to you by the number one. I know. I left it in here somewhere. Aha! My monocle. Ah, that's one one lens. Ah, ah, ah. Ooh, my mower. <laughs> well, that's one chore I can cross off my list. Ah, ah, Wait, ah. what? Yeah, you want to pause See? it? Covered. Yeah, what, 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 what are, that's, what? <laughs> <laughs> I watched this commercial about 10 times because I could not understand what they were saying. Like, what do you mean caused by the number one? The Count, of course, he's digging through a desk. He finds- Yeah, so we shoot to an... Just to set up the scene here, we see him in what appears to be his office, right? With, like, dark, you know, it's like kind of a... Gothic office. Yeah, exactly. And then, But in the window behind him is a beautiful green field with a lawn, a purple modern lawnmower Riding out mower, there. Yeah. yeah. And it's like already we as the viewer just jump into the scene you're like, where... Where am I? And why do we have these two very conflicting visual cues? Right. So then, again, for no apparent reason, he's digging through his desk. He finds his monocle. He says, one lens. Okay? He's counting things. Fine. Okay. Then, uh, and here's where I think the true part of the story happens. His lawnmower gets struck by lightning, so he can't mow the lawn. And he says, that's one chore off my list. So now he's counting again because he doesn't have to mow the lawn because he doesn't have a lawn yeah but i mean nothing about this makes a lick of sense it's just you you know it's you're so right muddled. they're stuck to trying to base it in right. a real life so they're scenario. trying to graft the count God, i'm so mad <laughs> i am after hearing like knowing knowing how good but there's these a great idea be. out there yeah and just knowing that they missed it so badly and just wasted this good branding opportunity yeah yeah. Should I even play the next one, or is it just going to make me mad? It might make you mad. What is it? The not-so-handy monster. Yeah, so this one, um, some rando Sesame Street puppet uh, has a water heater that needs to be fixed. Grover, who's sort of a perennial fuck-up. <laughs> um, maybe I'm the Grover. You're I, not the Grover. Okay, well, he's definitely a chaos you're not, you're, you're not wacky like that. I'm not wacky. <laughs> Um, Grover is trying to fix the water heater and somehow the water heater flies out of the house and lands in the car, which they sort of imply is what really happened in real life. But I don't that seems nuts to me. I mean, again, it just feels like they're trying to combine like the wackiness of what puppet things can happen Mm -hmm. with what really happened to some, you know, person who was covered. Mm. Nuts to you, McGillicuddy. (laughs) Farmers Insurance, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Even a not-so-handy monster. What is going on in here? I can't hear myself think. What does it look like, sir? I am here to help you with your water heater. (laughs) Do not worry, sir. I also fix cars. Grover is a monster of many talents. And we covered it. At Farmers, we know it's here, too, because we've seen it. This is better. First of all, you can make the argument that they are on Sesame Street right. because outside the window, you see like where the car is parked that's going to get nailed by this water heater. It is real life, but it seems it's like a brownstone right. out there. It looks it's, like an urban, it looks like a city a, street. Exactly. Like I had that um, Sesame Street little fold-out play set, the Fisher Price one, and so yeah. I really remember the look and feel of the. And of course, just the show. Like they're always sitting on these steps, right? So that one bothers me less. Actually, it feels yeah. more in the universe, and also the. It just makes sense. That 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 count one is insulting. It's really bad. I think this I just think it should look like Sesame Street. I mean, I think literally it should be in Sesame Street, which is an extremely recognizable setting mm-hmm. to anyone our age. And it would actually have the same effect of those uh, Muppet ones where they're where it's evoking all this nostalgia. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, is that it for the uh, Sesame Street and Muppet commercials? That's it for uh, for the Muppet. Those were great. I mean, for the most part, those were really great. Yeah, I think you know, uh, it, they're such a valuable property and such a value. They have 
they they have so much connection to so many people that um, I think they're smart to use them to sell things. Is there there's a little part of me that's like, I mean, as and I liked a lot of these ads, but there's mm-hmm. a tiny part of me that's like, well, they shouldn't be using them to sell things, you know, like that's mm-hmm. disgusting, that's so impure. But you know, nobody's pure. I don't I don't actually feel that way when they were done well. And oddly enough, Facebook, a company that I don't like or respect. <laughs> Throw that in there. Um, did it right. Yeah. Whereas Lipton Ice Tea just kind of said, hey, look, these are the Muppets. Here's a cheap tie-in. Right. And that didn't do as much for me. Um, and I feel like with with the Sesame Street ones, they're trying. They're trying. They're just not getting Yeah, there. I think they're just not quite there. Commercials in the news. All right, Genevieve, let's get into this Michigas of a story. Let's get into it. And I want to thank Gina, although this is a commercial in the news, and I was aware of it as a news story. Uh, Gina was kind enough to post it to our Facebook wall. So thank you. Speaking of Facebook. Um, All right. Well, if you haven't heard the big news, last week the Hallmark Channel banned a Zola ad. Now, are you familiar with Zola? Am I familiar with Zola? Go to Zola.com slash TBTL and use the promo code TBTL. I, I had assume. no idea. I'm sure one of those will work. But yeah, they're a, they're a sponsor on TBTL. Interesting. Because they're like a wedding planning thing. How are, yeah. you, how are you guys pitching that? Um, Luke's been married before. In fact, <laughs> on, the, on the spot that he recorded today. The, which I mean, will he's air not next, getting married, <laughs> On the spot that he recorded today, he said, weddings are great. I do it about once every six years. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, anyway, so I like it because it's like a real Borscht Belt style of humor, <laughs> yeah, right. and then Luke just leans into it, and I love it. So, anyway, the um, the super fun and awesome group of Karens known as One Million Moms uh, freaked out because um, uh, one of the many Zola ads that's out there right now is. Um, is about two women getting married and they're at the altar and instead of doing their vows they're having like this uh sort of tongue-in-cheek their vows are them like saying that they wish they'd done all this stuff to better plan their wedding and and of course it's just a a promo for the features of zola Mm -hmm. it's it's not a super serious or tear-jerky ad at all it's very like it's very jokey it's very goofy can i tell you how stupid i am or do you already know well, I mean, let, like, just give, give me an example. Just give you some more material? Yeah. Um, just put, I, give me one for my back pocket. I kept seeing this headline everywhere. And also, when I'm at the gym, I always try to use the same elliptical machine. And Why? I'm usually there at the same time. I don't know. Actually, I should probably break it up because I'll probably get sick of going there if I stick with my routine too much. But the um, the one that I use is all the way at the end near the windows. Maybe that's part of it too. I like to look outside. Uh, but the TV that's hanging directly over that one is often on Q13, which means the TMZ show is usually on when I'm there. And anyway, so I saw the TMZ show. They just keep showing the same footage over and over and over again. I wasn't paying much attention. But here's how dumb I am. I never dug into the story. I didn't realize it was a Zola commercial. I thought it was a promo they were running for one of their own Hallmark oh, movies. Interesting. But they, because I figured, well, yeah, Hallmark could have like a same sex wedding in one of their movies. I would assume they would. But the fact that it made it into the commercial, maybe where the children could see it, was the problem. I was totally wrong. This isn't even a Hallmark product. This is just a wedding company yeah. buying but- an ad on the Hallmark channel to say, Buy our wedding services, but as, but you know, one million moms can't be wrong, and they can't were very. They? They, these were. Can these, we name the show "One Million Moms Can <laughs> Be can't Wrong"? Be wrong. I like that. Um, the one million moms. I just like. I want. I want to say one million moms a million times because uh-huh. I think that name is just so awful. Um, <laughs> the one million Muppets. The, <laughs> one million moms said that this was teaching children about sex and sexuality. Let me guess. Let me go out on a limb here and say that they didn't feel that heterosexual wedding scenes were teaching people about sex and they're sexuality. They're just getting married. It it's- also said that they were teaching them about the LGBT or the, the gay and lesbian agenda. Um, which apparently is to have like a well-planned it's wedding. It's to have a well-planned wedding. Like yeah. that's the only agenda here is that the wedding won't get messed up. But this is actually a story with a happy ending because... Can I can I play the commercial Oh, quickly? yeah, let's play the commercial. So here's the commercial. So there's uh, two women uh, getting married and a bunch of their friends and family are in the church. 
I, Ava, wonder if our guests would be here on time. If we had a custom wedding website. With our ceremony details on it. And I, Taylor, would pick Zola to have and to host our wedding website. Ours even matched our Zola invites. The whole thing was so freaking easy. Do you think Zola could have made planning your perfect wedding easier? We, we do. do. Oh, I do. <laughs> We've helped a million couples plan their weddings with free websites, registry, and invitations. It's a nice spot. It it's does. Very sweet. It, 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 the the actual content. It doesn't matter if it's two men, two women, or a man and a woman, yeah, or it, whatever. It could be written it's for just anybody. A nice, it's, and it's actually kind of cute. It's fine. And I'm sure Zola. I mean, they don't do that accidentally. They might have even thought, "Hey, we get some." earned media by making this or they say we want to appeal to the generation that's getting married now who a lot of them are going to be saying I would like couples. to think it's the latter I, yeah I mean I'm they I hopefully they have benefited from this uh from this media that they are that it was generated by these dumb women but like um but I actually don't think Zola set out to shock people I was actually have an interesting conversation about the appearance of more same-sex couples with my uncle recently mm. Shout out to my Uncle Jamie. And he was saying that he's noticing, and I've been noticing this too, that there are more and more commercials that when when you'll have like a montage of couples, and particularly like I think there's one for, I think it's like one of the Amazon holiday commercials, you know, with the singing boxes and everything. Oh, okay, yeah. And a few other ones that I'm, I'm not able to call to mind right now. That more and more you will see in any kind of montage of couples, there will be... A same-sex couple, sometimes two men, mm-hmm. more often two women. Um, sometimes they will embrace or kiss. It's never anything like super nasty, but it's like I mean, it's not super nasty with like the <laughs> nasty. It's, it's, they don't get this. Nobody gets nasty. Nobody's getting nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, but my uncle had this theory that um, that they these commercials are being very carefully calibrated and th- this isn't a good example because this is so explicitly about mm-hmm. two women there's no mistaking it but he had this theory that um the women the the same sex couples who are shown in these ads are featured for a a fractionally shorter period of time yeah, and that. often if they're framed or styled in such a way that if you are not looking for it if you are like if you are sort of oblivious to that being a reality or you would like to be oblivious to that being a reality you can kind of see it quickly and think it's a heterosexual couple. Just squint. I mean, there is one. The one fine. There's one that I really especially noticed, the Amazon one, where um, a woman runs and jumps into her partner's arms or her girlfriend's arms. Um, but the one who's jumping, I think, has very short hair and, and is styled a little bit more like traditionally, ma- or less traditionally feminine. Mm-hmm. And I think it's possible that there is a very fine calibration there where if you're not looking for it or you're not attuned to it you might not even register to you in that brief second that you're seeing a same-sex couple yeah, it's just so weird this i just, is just think a lot a lot of science goes into yeah this. no i agree it's just so not um going back to this commercial it's just so not scandalous it's oh, just there's no so scandal here. Yeah. It's only bigotry. I mean, it's just... Yeah. And so anyway, so one million Muppets uh, write in <laughs> and they ask Hallmark to stop airing it. Hallmark buckles to their discredit. Which, immediately buckled and pulled it. And so, I mean, I feel like when I think that... Now, I'm... And I'm being serious here. I may be dipping into stereotyping and you can tell me if I'm wrong or just wrong to say this but I always thought that the Hallmark vibe the people who get really excited about the Hallmark Christmas stuff and maybe this is just because it's the people that I follow on Twitter a lot of them are gay men like I but I guess the the real meat and potatoes the meat of and the potatoes Hallmark is, is are midwestern women. Yeah, yeah like suburban midwestern but it's so funny because my perspective on this is so We know a lot of people who because, like it yeah, ironically Yeah kind of well kind of ironically although those those lines get blurred a little bit when you like it ironically but you are dedicating your entire Christmas season to watching all of them and get excited about it. The ads are, you're still seeing the ads. I agree. But I think that the real bread and butter, Hmm. the eyeballs are overwhelmingly, uh, yeah, like middle America, suburban, whatever. No, I guess that makes sense. But that's no excuse. And also, Let's give middle America suburbanites some credit. I think they can handle it. Yeah. Um, so and, they immediately, so like celebrity, yeah. everybody went crazy, said this is outrageous. It had a huge Streisand effect. Now everyone's seen the Zola ad. And also Hallmark said, 
are bad, that was real bad. I, I would love to know. I, if that sounds like somebody panicked, someone mm-hmm. someone without uh, the proper amount of authority panicked and pulled it uh, without yeah, doing because this does not feel like a vetted decision. No, to me. it doesn't. Um, and I remember I saw that again, probably on TMZ, that Pete Buttigieg and. Um, Ellen DeGeneres were lashing out. So, yeah. America's I mean, what, chief gays. Right. Yeah, exactly. The gays in chief. So, anyway, well, I, I guess, listen, I guess the good news here isn't just that Hallmark changed their mind because they're one company and one outlet, but that the market forces force them to change their mind. Yeah, I think that's important and, and worthwhile. It would be nice if uh, they just knew to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe next time they will. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind Thieves, will you look me in the eyes and make me a promise right here, right now? Yes. Will you promise me this is the last time we have to talk about this Peloton ad? I cannot make that promise to you. Can you? I fall. I go where try? I go where the news takes me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, listen, we have to own the story. We did break it. We broke the all. story. Yeah. I, so. In some ways, without us, there is no story. That's right. You know. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, you know, we we people sent in, of course, uh, to basically every media property that you and I are engaged with. Uh, the aviation gin ad that uh, Ryan Reynolds did, where. Uh, he got the Peloton woman, and she's just getting drunk with her friends. Apparently, having left her uh, her husband. It's, did, a, it's like a made-for-web video. It's a totally just made, and and I mean, th- good for Ryan Reynolds for his instincts because he's totally dining out on it. I watched yeah. an interview with him that he did with uh, Jimmy Fallon, and he t- explained how he got. I mean, it was it was like. It wasn't a very great story, but he was that Jimmy Fallon asked about how he how he made that ad so quickly after the story broke or, you know, whatever. And he was like, well, I was listening to after these messages. No, <laughs> um, no, he said, you know, everybody was talking about it and we wanted to reach out. Uh, and it was actually really hard to get in touch with her because, of course, Peloton wasn't going to help us do that. Sure, yeah. So anyway, uh, but they did move quickly. And I, I kind of I kind of appreciate Ryan Reynolds just like absolute. Uh, Attune, attunement to the zeitgeist. Yeah, you know? I mean, he's, and he's he kept it simple, it. which yeah. is how he turned it around so quickly too. It's just her, two friends on either side. They never Can't. specifically identify her or say or Peloton why. or yeah. why. But she's sitting in between two friends. They're staring. They're staring in the direction of the of the camera, and they're getting drunk. And the girls are just like, "This is what it's going to be like all night, isn't it?" And she's just like drinking to forget. Yeah, and that's her, it. Yeah, and her friend has a pretty good line like, "Ooh, this will be a fun night." Yeah, right. So anyway, um, good on you, Ryan Reynolds. You deserve to be so rich and famous, I guess. Um, so this is a this is a Twitter thread from Amy ruins social me- Amy ruins social media. Hoy at Amy Hoy. I never know what to call people on Twitter. I know this is the ultimate like mm-hmm. old person problem, but I don't know what you're supposed to call a person who is on Twitter. Do you call them the just, name? I usually just try or do you to give call them the, the at. I usually just try to give out the handle if it's easy enough to do so that people can follow. In this okay. case, I'd say this is somebody named Amy who tweets under the handle at Amy Hoy. There you go. Awesome. Thank you. That was that's great. I'm gonna I'm H-O-Y. gonna Y. H O Y. Okay. I'm gonna adopt that policy from now on. Amy writes. Can we talk about actually why the Peloton ad is so bad? The answer isn't sexism or that it's hard to convey an inner journey in an ad. The problem is copywriting. Mm-hmm. Which is what I... Which is what we yeah. have been saying. It's that turn to camera and like, I'm so nervous. Mm-hmm. And that's really her problem with it. She says, first, if you haven't watched it, go watch it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it opens on a winter scene, pretty lady in PJs with her kid covering her own eyes. It's a present story. Oh, it's a Peloton. Scene switch. Now she's in an exercise outfit holding her phone. Um, her pers- her perspective uh, is on her anguish. Our perspective is on her anguished face. She says, I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. This is where it goes off the rails, says Amy. Why is she scared? Mm-hmm. Why is she filming herself? Um, and who are we? Because we watch her get the present, but we also watch her get on the bike. So we're, we see her get the present, but then we become the husband. Because we're watching mm. the video that she's presenting to the husband. Um, and so, essentially, 
the script writer, she says, actually wrote our perspective to be the husband's perspective. And so all of her work is for us. And she finds this to be the sort of mm. most disturbing part of it. And I actually don't disagree. I think this is like, it's a little bit of a, it, maybe a sophisticated or complicated, uh, you know, sort of uh, analysis for me to try to break down here in, in two minutes. But go read the thread. I'll link to it in the in the show page or in the uh, on the Facebook group. Because I think she's right. I think that part of what's problematic about this, and I don't mean problematic in the like, you know, snowflakey sense. I just mean like structurally, mm-hmm. is that it is it it switches around the perspective of like who's who you are as the viewer too much and so it's a little bit of there's like a little bit of whiplash i'll need to read it yeah because i feel like a different commercial with more likable characters and a less problematic in this way i do maybe mean it in the snowflakey way ending um can pull off a perspective switch like this i feel like both in commercials and in other things you can kind of almost have a reveal at the end that oh this was all this was all a movie we were making or something now it is true that but it isn't sw- all the movie that we're are making because we see the first part i still think that you can i still think that you can pull that off i mean I, but but her fundamental thing being that we're doing this we let's just say we are the husband and she's doing it for our approval yeah. whether or not we're the husband or he's the husband doing it for the husband's approval is definitely an yeah issue. and i and i think that's great and i i've said i before i think that it it gives me a bad feeling mm-hmm. and i you know when we first broke the story uh that's what i said to you and you kind of were surprised that i felt that way but that it gave oh, really? me like yeah you said mm. it just didn't seem to you that way and i said well it makes me think of women i've known who were sort of like mm. mo- their body was being monitored by their husbands a little bit god i if you had asked me i would have told you i felt this way all along so i didn't remember that i because i totally feel that way now <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah the power of persuasion yeah anyway it's an interesting twitter thread and, and a couple people sent it to me so thank you uh, i think it was uh who sent it here? Micah and Amy. Thank okay, you cool. very much. I've also seen the commercial and thought about it a million more times since that first time we talked about it. So that could have that could have be, be affecting how I'm feeling about it too. Um, so this next thing is from listener Chris. Yes, this is one one final piece of feedback, and then we'll wrap this up here. But I I love this uh, n- these new Folgers ads that are coming out this Christmas. You've seen them? Yeah, I've. Been I don't think them. I've seen any. Um, I think they're great. So Folgers, of course, famously does the Christmas you know home for the holidays, and of course, there's the Folgers incest ad that you know we've made fun of before, and I don't think we need to beat that to death any further. Um, For the record, though, the Folgers company does not call it the Folgers incest ad. Well, they should really get, they should really, I don't know, monetize that because, like, everyone knows it. Maybe not. But as Chris writes, um, these new, very short Folgers commercials start out sounding like they're going to be for the sappy themes of past promotions, you know, the home for the holidays, Mm -hmm. whatever. But they are certainly not. Um, they are things like catching your father-in-law in in the shower or uh, Santa gets stuck in the chimney. And I've seen them, and they, and they're they are also they sort of are are less traditional looking families. They're um, uh, I, the the people in the ads. Uh, this ad it happens to be an African American family, but some of the other ads have like uh, multiracial families. And this is just a really funny take on the traditional Folder, Folgers mute song, the mm-hmm. holiday song that they you know the best part of waking up. And what you're hearing is a description of what you're seeing, which is. A woman going to take a sexy shower with her husband, but catching her father-in-law accidentally, who's oh, staying with no. them for the holidays, catching him in the shower. Your husband woke up first. Now you've got something up your sleeve. What you didn't know was you were surprising your father-in-law, Steve. <laughs> minute to clear your head, because that was really bad. Wait a second. I've seen these in, in the wild. You just made a joke about them maybe acknowledging or leaning in or monetizing the whole joke about the incest commercial. This was not made in a vacuum. That line, I think it's the be. worst part is you just started calling him dad. Yeah, I mean they're not. I mean, ri- it's, they're not riffing directly on no. it, but I do think you're right that they they are having more fun with that their is image. Fucking great! I think they're terrific. Yeah, and I love. I just I love you're, the whole performance of everybody. Yes, it somehow feels like it's not. A, I mean, it's totally different. 
But if you're casually watching TV, it doesn't feel like, oh, they're trying something new. Oh, look, they got a squirrel and a skateboard who talks backwards. <laughs> I would I would tune in for that. Wait, but... you know what? Hold on one second here. So Make a note. What if? <laughs> doctor, doctor. Um, okay, but it's like, you're right, they're riffing on their own thing. They can still go back to the schmaltzy thing if they sure. want to, but like, but this is also legitimately funny. Yeah. This is the first I've seen it, clearly. It's funny, it's well-written, it's well-produced uh, uh, and directed. Yeah, and, and the like... I did not expect this to be so good. It's great, yeah, and I, I really appreciate Chris bringing that up because I had been thinking about these <laughs> and, and had forgotten to mention them to you as something I wanted to talk about, so it was great to see it in the um, in the feedback. Oh, my God. I'm jazzed. I can't wait. To, <laughs> I can't wait to watch the other ones. You can sell anything. I just started calling him dad. You can sell anything. Oh, what a great show, Vish. Thanks for putting it together. I love it when you put together shows because then I can just kind of like just go for the ride. Just go just for the, the ride. Seat. Just like I, I didn't see most of those commercials we had uh, played today. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Uh, I thought I think the Muppets are great, and I, I. As much as I might feel a little bit of discomfort with them as uh, sales muppets, mm-hmm. um, I you know it's it's a pleasure to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody wants to join the Facebook group where a lot of this stuff came from this week, you can look up uh, after these messages show on Facebook. Join the crew. Uh, also, we have an email address after these messages show at gmail.com. And we have a voicemail uh, where we are always happy to hear jingles. Jingle, jingle. Jingle, jingles. We are happy to hear uh, your thoughts, your opinions. Um, call us at 607-444-5597. 607-444-5597. Happy holidays, everybody. Talk to you next week. Can't sell anything.